Hello, Patriots. Welcome back to Survival Defense Tactics, helping you take care of yourself so others won't have to. Today's episode is titled Medical Pack. You may want to go ahead and grab yourself a pen and some paper. Got a ton of information I'm going to be handing out right here real quick. So while you do that, I'm going to go ahead and finish the introduction. You can find me at anchor.fm. Sign up for listener support. If you like my YouTube videos, please hit the like and subscribe button. And of course, you can always look at survivaldefensetactics.com and sign up for the email notifications at the bottom of the page. Okay, medical packs. You can order a medical pack pre-made from Amazon and eBay and countless other places that are pre-made and pre-stocked and already have all the stuff inside of them. They're expensive. I'm not going to lie to you. just depending upon how big a pack you want and if you want them to pack it for you, they'll put in there what they think is pertinent and important. I built my own and I started and and none of the information I'm giving you today am I being paid to give you. I'm just telling you the products I bought. These are not paying sponsors. I'm just telling you what I use. And I rely on it because it works. Lightning X products. Lightning X products. They make a EMT style medical pack. And you can get it in many different colors. I got uh, fluorescent orange. Easy to stick out. It's got reflector tape on it. Comes in uh, blue and red and I think purple and I think maybe even black. But I bought the extra large version of the lightning x pack and it holds every single thing i need i paid 60 dollars for it through amazon empty i did not have anything sent with it i didn't want any of their stuff in it i wanted to build my own medical pack now if you're like i am and you decide to you need to beef up your medical supplies more specifically your portable medical supplies you may be inclined to build your own pack like I've done. And like, well, countless others have done as well. We'll start with a good pack to hold everything. I'm very happy with the pack I have. It's very rugged, very tough. Holds every single thing that I'm about to read off to you. Let's start with wound care. It's kind of a given. Sorted sized adhesive bandages. From the little bitty bandages for tiny little cuts and scrapes, all the way up to the big two and a half inch wide, three or four inch long type adhesive bandage, all in one, peel the back off of it, slap it on there, presto, you're good to go, right? So get you some assorted bandages. Next, get you some butterfly bandages. And now these are good for taking like a deep cut and pulling the skin back together and bandaging it to keep it closed. I'll cut cover other methods for this later but please have the butterfly bandages handy this will be great for a child that doesn't want you super gluing their skin shut you're going to want some gauze pads at least one box of each size and by that i mean you're going to want at least one box of four by four gauze pads and at least one box of two by two gauze pads of course you can get whatever sizes you want this is just what's in my pack And like I said, this entire list I'm giving you, as far as I'm concerned, is bare minimal. If you can add to this and customize this to your own needs, please do it. This is my pack, and I'm using it as a reference. Make your pack 
fit your needs. All right, hemostatic gauze. This is the gauze pads. This is basically like four inch by four inch, but it looks like it has layers and layers and layers of cotton under it because it actually does. This is great for stopping profuse bleeding. There are other things that you can use down the road, but to control the initial bleeding, you're going to want something that has the ability to plug an open wound, be it a bullet hole, a deep cut laceration, a broken bone protruding through the skin, whatever it is. That super thick gauze pad is going to help control bleeding. Definitely get you a box of those put in there as well. Pray to God you never use them. Be thankful that you have them. Get you a box of alcohol wipes. And of course, we all know what those are. That's what happens when the doctor goes to give you an IV or a shot. They pull out this little bitty cotton square, soak in alcohol, and they rub it on your butt, and then they stick the needle in you. You're going to want some of these alcohol wipes. Ovidin iodine solution. I am not referring to the little bitty packets. I'm referring to the bottle. It's almost the size of a bottle of water. You're going to want one of those. At least one of those. Get you a few tips. More importantly, go back to the travel section of, like, say, Walmart, where you buy the little travel shampoos, little travel size soaps, and all that garbage. Get your Q-tips there. That way you don't have a big, huge monster box of Q-tips. Yeah, little box of Q-tips. And when time allows, if you've used them, restock them, so on. Not that big a deal. You can always take Q-tips from the big box, put in a small Ziploc bag, try to squeeze all the air of it, zip it shut, and you're, you're still good to go. I'm going to recommend you get two to three rolls of medical tape. If you've ever had medical tape pulled off your skin, that's the one that you want. That kind. The kind that hurts like hell because it works really well. It stays on. It doesn't just fall off. When it gets sweaty or wet from the rain, it stays on. That is exactly the kind you want. You can deal with the irritated skin later. Just if you're using medical tape, you are having a medical problem that requires quality Equipment. Get your roll or two of moleskin. You can find it at Dollar General or you can find it at Walmart. Just about any any place that sells band-aids usually carries moleskin. Get you a couple of rolls of that. I'm not gonna try to explain and teach how to use all this stuff. You'll either Google search it, you'll YouTube it, or you've already had medical training like I have, you already know how to use it. Some of the stuff on my nameless list I have not been trained in. I am getting trained in. So bear with me. We'll we'll get through this entire list together. Next thing you're going to want is some triple antibiotic ointment. If you're putting on Band-Aids, you're probably going to want some triple antibiotic ointment to go with it just to be safe. Get you a snake bite kit. At least one. Put it in your pack. Uh, where I live... Rattlesnakes, copperheads, and water moccasins, pretty much, they're everywhere. So having a snake bite kit, very handy. If you live in an Arctic region where snakes do not exist, do not buy a snake bite kit. Probably wouldn't do you any good, and it's just going to take up space. All right, for fractures and sprains, ace bandages. I can't preach the good graces of an ace bandage near enough. Get about three of those. And if you're lucky, you'll get the kind that has the Velcro closure on it as opposed to those little metal tabs. Little metal tabs that 
very easy to lose. And if you do lose them, no biggie. Remember the medical tape that you were griping about earlier because it hurts? Okay, that's what you close that ace bandage with. Use what you got. If all you have is a roll of duct tape, tear off a piece of duct tape. You can make an ace bandage stay in place. Get your triangular bandage. And by that, I am referring to the kind that you sling around somebody's neck to put a fractured arm in. Get two or three of those. Have them handy. Get you some finger splints. They sell these at the Dollar General close to where I live. They're stupid dirt cheap. You get two in a pack, grab you a couple of packs, and each pack has one large finger, one small finger. One made for basically your middle finger and one that's even made for like a child's pinky. In an emergency, you'll figure out how to make those work size appropriate to whoever's needing one. If you've never heard of a SAM splint, S-A-M, Google search that, look it up, get you a couple of those. For fractures, breaks, sprains, you're going to want a SAM splint. And let me remove the word break by fracture and sprain is what I should have said. You're going to want a SAM splint. And definitely stop by your local Walmart or your Walgreens, wherever, and pick up a couple of instant ice packs. Little bags, squeeze them, shake them, and they become ice cold. This helps with swelling. Put a couple of those in your medical pack as well. All right, on to medications. Now, medication, I am not, as you probably will buy now, I have guessed, I am not a fan of Big Pharma. But I don't have time and the allotted 30 minutes for a podcast to explain the herbal equivalents of what these medications are. So I'm going to give you the medical common name that everybody knows. If when in doubt, get those, put those in your pack. You're going to need some ibuprofen. And I would highly recommend that you get the adult version in the pill and you get the child version in the liquid. Uh, same with Tylenol, get adult Tylenol in the pill form, get children's Tylenol in a liquid form. You're going to want to get you some form of an antihistamine. Get you a tube or two of anti-itch cream. Get some aspirin, adult aspirin, like bear aspirin, for example. As nasty as they, those things are going down, get a bottle anyways. And yes, buy some baby aspirin. The chewable, low dose, 81 milligrams per pill. Get you a bottle of those. And make sure that they're chewable. If you take prescription meds, you should have prescription meds in your medical pack. And your medical pack should go with you everywhere you go. If your trip is extended beyond what you thought you were going to be doing, car breaks down, flight gets canceled, whatever it is, and you need your medicine, you shouldn't have to be stressing out about, i got to get home and get to my meds, have some with you. In addition to that, you're going to want to get some preventative medicine, anti-diarrhea, for example. Anti-diarrhea, like Pepto-Pismol, for example, you can buy that in a bottle, or believe it or not, you can even buy it in a box, and they come in little bitty pills. Read the directions, they'll tell you how many to take, when, and for how long. In addition to that, get some anti-nausea medicine. Between diarrhea and nausea, dehydration is on its way. And I've already preached how much I hate the thought of anybody being dehydrated. Dehydration is nothing more than a way to make any bad situation worse. Stay hydrated. Stop the diarrhea. Stop the vomiting. 
get the fluids back in you. Can't stress that near enough. Buy us some glucose tablets and some shots. And by shots, I don't mean hypodermic syringe. I mean little bitty bottles, almost like a uh, five-hour energy drink bottle. It's about how big they are. And it's glucose. It's sugar. If anybody in your prepper survival group is diabetic, they probably have this stuff with them already. Just to be safe, if you're like I am, I am the group medic for my group. I am not diabetic and nobody in my family is. Knock on wood. We never will be. But I carry those for the ones in our group that are diabetic. And if something happens and it was that one moment where they thought nothing ever happens, I'm not going to bring my glucose tablets with me. I'm not going to bring my glucose shots with me. And something happens, I at least have enough to get them back up, get their blood sugar back up, and get them moving again. Hopefully, there would be a lesson learned. Never leave home without your diabetic supplies. That's general rule of thumb. I think everybody should have that. Have some burn cream with your medication as well. Keep that close by and handy. Nobody intends to get burned around the campfire. Crap happens. Somebody twists an ankle and falls, and that's just where they happen to fall and stick their hand out to catch themselves. Their hand goes in the campfire, and you're going to want some burn cream. So I can't lay out every possible scenario. Just imagine the worst-case scenario being what you're going to face with that pack. So have the stuff ready. Even if you never use it, it's kind of like automotive insurance for your car. You pray to God you never get in a wreck. If you ever do, it's nice to have the insurance. Same way with this medical pack. All right, instruments you're going to want. You are going to want a good pair of EMT shears or EMT scissors, however you want to look at it. Get a good pair. They are super cheap, and they, believe it or not, the ones I buy actually do like the advertisement says. They will cut a penny in half. If they'll cut a penny in half, they'll cut a seatbelt off, they'll cut a leather boot off. There's just all kinds of stuff that those uh, EMT shears will go through. Get you a couple of pair of tweezers, put them in your pack. And I am referring to the kind that almost have a needle tip on them for like removing splinters. Tweezers are very invaluable, especially if you're not at home and you're out camping, hiking, whatever it is you're doing. Buy an oral thermometer. Preferably the battery-operated kind. And so get the get an extra set of batteries to go with it. In fact, I don't even think they sell the non-battery version oral thermometers anymore. So get an oral thermometer. This will come in handy, too. Buy some safety pins. And I'm not talking about those little teeny tiny things you need a magnifying glass to find. I'm talking about the big ones. Those are going to be invaluable if you ever have to use an arm sling, the triangular bandage. If you can't tie the knot around their neck, you can at least pin it to their clothing. So be prepared for that. Irrigation syringe. It is a needle. It's a, it's a syringe. It does not have a hypodermic tip on it. And it is filled with saline solution. And it is exactly as it sounds. It's for flushing out wounds or flushing out somebody's eyes. Perfectly safe to flush out dirt, debris, dust, whatever it is from somebody's eyes in an emergency. Personal protective equipment, also known as PPE. Find out what size hand you are. Do you wear medium leather gloves? You probably wear medium nitrile gloves. Get a box of gloves that fit you. 
and when in doubt, buy a size too large, not a size too small. Size too small, it takes too much time to get them on your hands, and you're already wasting precious time as it is. Get your gloves on, get protected. Bodily fluids and just, once again, I don't have time to go through an entire class on personal protective equipment. Take my word for it, do it. Protect yourself and don't spread diseases, don't spread germs. Get yourself a CPR mask, one for an adult, one for an infant. Can't stress that near enough either. An adult CPR mask does not fit an infant and vice versa. Get one of each. They're not very expensive. Get the kind that go in a protective armored case. If you have to and you have to buy the little disposable roll-up things that fit on a keychain, get that if you have to. But when you get the money, buy a quality one. One for each. A quality adult, quality infant. Have those in your pack. Learn how to do CPR. If you don't already know it, take a class. It's not very expensive. And CPR is one of those things that's like riding a bike. Once you learn how, you will not forget. Just take the class, buy the mask, be ready. Other gear you're going to want in your medical pack, you're going to want emergency space blankets. And I'm going to say about three of them. And yeah, these are those little $2, $3 emergency blankets you can find in the camping section of Walmart. They look like a giant piece of aluminum foil. I actually have one. I opened it up just to see what it was like. You can kind of sort of see through them, except they're designed to reflect your body heat back to you, keeping you warm. This helps fight off shock. Not going to stop it, but it will help fight off shock. Plus, the highly reflective uh, covering that it is would also make it easier for somebody to find you in an emergency. It's not like you're camouflaging yourself. You are basically wrapping yourself in aluminum foil. Get a bottle of eye wash. Not like visine eye drops. This is more of a flood type irrigation. Usually they come with a little eye cup that you screw on top of it. You unscrew the lid, screw the eye cup on it, stick your eye over it, make a good tight seal, and then squeeze the bottle. And water just comes rushing up through there, through the eyepiece, and helps irrigate your eyes and get dust and debris and garbage out of your eyes. Buy a headlamp. Battery-operated headlamp. If something happens and you're in the dark, you are going to need both of your hands to perform the task at hand. So buy a headlamp that got the elastic, elastic band on it, fits on top of your head, turn the light on. That gives you hands-free light to do what you need to do. Not every emergency is going to happen in broad daylight. So prepare for that. And, of course, buy a pin light. I would suggest getting the one made by Streamlight. Their pin lights are about $30. 20, I don't remember. I think it's about $30 for the pin light. But they're incredibly bright. They're very durable. They're very tough. The, the batteries last a good long time. Have that with you in addition to your headlamp. Something you may want to consider putting in your pack is a small, portable, battery-operated strobe light. If something happens and you're working on somebody, and let's just say worst case scenario, it is nighttime. So you and a few of the other people in your group are trying to light up the victim while you try to administer first aid, CPR, whatever it is you're doing to him. Have somebody else pull that strobe light out, turn it on. That way the ambulance or Metaflight will have an easier time finding you if you're out 
in the bush somewhere. If you're not at somebody's house or in a business and you're actually out of the campsite, you can always relay to dispatch and you have the emergency medical personnel watch for trouble. This will actually help, believe it or not, them find your location and kind of speed the process up. Buy a bottle of sunscreen, not the spray, but the lotion type. Put that in your pack. Get you a couple of sticks of lip balm. Put that in there. Get you a non-aerosol insect repellent. The lotion type. You can find it. If you can't find it, buy the aerosol type. Better to have whatever you can get as opposed to not having it at all. If you are allergic to something to the point that you are required to have an EpiPen, have your EpiPen in that pack. Uh, if you're not and you don't have that type of an allergy where the doctor has prescribed you an EpiPen, but somebody else in their in your group does require an EpiPen, get with them and find out where they keep it. When they have an allergic reaction and they get to where they can't hardly breathe, they're not going to be able to explain to you where it is in their purse or in their backpack. You're going to need to know ahead of schedule. Try to keep that idea in mind and memorize that location. If you have more than one person, put your notebook and a pen. Write that person's name down in the location of their amputee. This will help them greatly. Next thing you're going to want is a, some Ziploc bags. <coughs> Excuse me. The, the size I recommend would be like court size. And the Ziploc bags, all they really are for is to help organize the inside of your medical pack. As opposed to having band-aids laying around, rolling around next to your Q-tips, laying next to the gauze pads. No, you can use Ziploc bags to keep everything organized. And of course, waterproof, keep them zipped up. In a heavy downpour, if you're not using the pack, your equipment inside stays dry. Believe it or not, the next thing I really, really recommend you get is get a notepad and a couple of ink pens. And by notepad, I don't necessarily mean like a legal size pad, but I don't mean those little things that fit in your hip pocket either. More of like the three inch by five inch variety. If you're lucky, you can find a binder that that notepad fits in. I have one. In fact, I have two. That notepad, that smaller notepad is great when you want to write down vital signs, uh, what time uh, you administered somebody's EpiPen. You know, there's all kinds of notes that you can take that will help EMTs and paramedics when they arrive on the scene. Or if you're doing the transport, then this is information you can give to the emergency room staff when you arrive. Hey, look, I had to give them an EpiPen at such and such time. It took us exactly so many minutes to get here, so on and so on. These notes will be invaluable and very well could save somebody's life. Now, for advanced supplies, now I'm not going to get into great big long rendition about why. Just write these down. If you don't know how to use them, take a class, learn how to use them. First thing you're going to want to do is get yourself a folding stretcher. You can get one of those from Amazon, eBay. They range anywhere from $15 to a couple hundred dollars. And by folding, I don't mean rigid aluminum railing hinged. I'm talking about something you could roll up and almost stick in your pocket like a sleeping bag. They make them. I have one. One I have is rated at 300 pounds. And it's, if you're going to have to carry somebody out of somewhere, believe it or not, the fireman's carry is probably going to be your last resort. Have a fold-up stretcher. 
that you can put inside your pack. It does fit. Mine's in my pack. And have it handy. And try to get one with at least a 300-pound rating. Minimum. IV kits. Intravenous kit. For getting fluids back into somebody that maybe is not capable of getting fluids in themselves. They're passed out. They fainted. They're whatever it is. And once again, learn how to use these things. Suture kits for stitches. Uh, it's pretty self-explanatory. I'm not going to go into that. Get you a couple of tubes of super glue. Leave them in their wrappers. Put them in your pack. In a pinch, super glue works like a second skin. You can literally super glue a wound shut. Learn how to do that too. Tourniquets. Get the tactical type that have the little bar built into them. You give it so many turns, all that good stuff. Have three of those tourniquets with you. Take a class, learn how to use them. Buy yourself a decent stethoscope. I'm not talking about the little $10 job you order off of eBay. I'm talking about getting a decent, decent stethoscope. Mine is a Littman. Uh, it's high dollar, but yet again, it's designed for EMTs, and I want one that can hear in all kinds of conditions. Get a bag valve mask. Look these up. You'll understand what they are when you see them. Get two of them. Get a bag valve mask for adult and one for infant. Blood pressure cups. Get a blood pressure cuff for an adult and then get one for an infant. Learn how to use those. Those work in conjunction with your stethoscope. They're not hard to learn how to use. Just once again, the notepad, the pen, when you take somebody's vitals, write down what the vitals was and what time you took the vitals. Very important information when you get to the emergency room. SPO2. Blood oxygen meter. Little thing that sticks over your finger. You've probably all seen them in the hospitals. They make them now, or you can buy them for ten or fifteen dollars. Stick your own finger and turn it on. It tells you what your oxygen saturation percentage is, and mine also tells you what your heart rate is. Get one of those. Get an extra set of batteries for it. Keep that in your pack. Blood glucose monitor and strips. I have one in my pack. Nobody in my family again is diabetic. I carry that for the diabetics in my group. doesn't cost a whole lot. Just make sure when you buy the meter, you buy the strips that go with it. And yet again, the alcohol wipes we were talking about earlier, you'll use those with those as well. And get the little lancets, the little things that poke the holes in your finger. You're going to need one of those too. Your blood, your glucose monitor kit probably comes with a lancet spring loaded. You just need to make sure you buy the right lancets that fit it. Last but not least, look up emergency C collar or emergency cervical collar. Yet again, get a couple for adults, get a couple for children or infant, have them in your pack. They really don't take up hardly any room. Contrary to what you're going to see when you look them up, they're, they're not that big and bulky, and gear can go inside them and fit around them. So don't worry about. Well, half of my bag is taken up with this C collar. Trust me, if you want to get everything that I've listed off in your bag, you'll find a way to do it or you'll get a bigger bag. The size of the bag depends on how much gear you intend to carry. I just listed off every single thing that's in my bag with the exception of one thing. I have one more thing in that bag that I have, and it is absolute no joke, last ditch measure. I have a war surgery kit. You can Google search that to war surgery kit. They 
nylon thing comes with scalpels, hemostats, uh, suture kits, the whole nine yards for emergency surgery. I am not a surgeon. I am not a doctor. I am not even really anything. But if crap has hit the fan and the hospitals are closed, the emergencies services are no longer running, you know, just one of your worst case scenarios, and somebody in my group gets hurt to the point where I have to get into them to get something out. It's either that or they die. I'm going to risk it. I'm going to do what I have to do to at least attempt to save their life. And if somebody in my group has more medical knowledge than me, I will gladly assist them while they do it. I will not let anybody go because I didn't at least try. Yet again, please take the classes for all these things. Learn how to use them. You don't have to take a class on how to put a Band-Aid on. Let's be realistic. But definitely learn CPR. Learn first aid. Learn every single thing that you can. Thank you so much for listening. Stay safe. God bless.